The 2022 NHL offseason has had a plethora of drama, and the Central Division is no exception to that. On today's episode, we will talk about each Central Division team not named the Dallas Stars and talk about the moves they've made either through trade or free agency and talk about how it could affect the division and how it could affect the Stars on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credential member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Monday, July 18th. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars and for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you listen. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Hope your week is off to a fantastic start, and the NHL world is still moving very quickly this offseason. Things have slowed down a little bit, but still, I imagine uh, we are due for some more big news potentially this week, whether that is the official signings of Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson, but also across the National Hockey League, still some pretty big names out there uh, as far as free agents, maybe a few potential trade pieces as well. Uh, who guys who are potentially going to be playing for new teams and in new cities whenever this next NHL season gets rolling. But I want to talk about the Central Division as a whole today because there's been a lot that's happened, either free agency or trades, that has left the division, uh, some teams more than others, looking a lot different than they did last season, and that is to be expected. But of course, we know about the moves that the Stars have made. Uh, Mason Marchment, Colin Miller, Alexander Radulov is gone. John Klingberg likely gone. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show, but wanted to highlight some of the, the, the things that have gone down and kind of go one by one. We'll talk about some of the additions to the Central Division teams. We'll talk about players or you know members of teams that have left the Central Division, and then we'll close out with some big what-ifs because there's still plenty of big-name players available from the Central Division that will likely be playing for different teams next season. But let's get this train rolling because we do have a lot to cover, starting with teams there are all the players, really, that teams have added in the Central Division. We're going to go in order of the rankings, the standings, if you will, from the Central Division last season. So we'll start with the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Nothing too big in addition to adding any big names, as is to be expected with a team like this. A Stanley Cup winner, not just that, but a team that was loaded with talent. And a lot of those guys already signed to big deals, but they did make some moves in terms of re-signing. They re-signed Arturi Lekkinen and Josh Manson. They re-signed a few other players as well, but those two certainly the biggest names on the list. Guys that were key contributors to that Stanley Cup run, and both those guys picked up at the trade deadline 
by the Colorado Avalanche. Lekkinen coming from the Canadians and Manson coming from Anaheim, having played for the Ducks. And then they did pick up um, through free agency some some role players. I think the biggest name probably Brad Hunt, a defenseman out of Vancouver. Looking to bolster that defenseman lineup, I guess, with guys like Manson, Hunt, around Kale McCarr. I mean, you don't need to add too much pop or firepower with a guy like McCarr there, but you know, Colorado certainly will be looking to reload this coming season. They don't, they're not looking to take a step back by any means. And so they will come out swinging 100%. And so, you know, you don't expect them to go out and get a big name guy because they already have plenty of big name guys, but they do make some really solid moves for their roster in re-signing Manson and Lekkonen, and then even adding guys like Brad Hunt for depth, probably really good for that team. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild. No real big free agent move additions. The biggest moves that the Wild have made haven't been with free agents. They've been with trades, and they've really been centered around their goalies. Marc-Andre Fleury signed a two-year deal, and Cam Talbot has been traded to the Ottawa Senators for another goalie in Philip Gustafson. And this is an interesting trade, one that initially I thought that maybe the Senators kind of were the beneficiary of this. But looking at it a little bit longer, I think it could also be very beneficial for the Wild as well. Talbot is 35 years old, had a 32-12-4 record last season, 49 games played, 2.67 goals against average, and a 9-11 save percentage. A .911 save percentage, that is. And Philip Gustafson, 24 years old, 5-12-1 in 18 games played, for the Senators last season, 3.55 goals against average and 0.892 save percentage. So you might be saying, how could that be a potentially beneficial deal for the Wild? Gustafson doesn't clearly has the worst numbers. He did play in less games, but still, no, these numbers that I just read, nothing to really be impressed by. But that Ottawa Senators team last season was not very good. They were a team that was at the bottom of the league for the majority of the season. But now they've really gone out and gotten some good pieces that I think would be nice for Cam Talbot. And I think Gustafson is going to a decently solid team in the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and I think that he has potential at 24 years old, still really young, still a lot of his career ahead of him to develop and kind of get that fresh start. I'm not saying he's going to be a lights out goalie for them. And the nice part is he doesn't have to be because he has Mark Andre Fleury there. So certainly those, these first two teams, Colorado and Minnesota, still looking to be formidable opponents for the stars next season as is the team that placed third in the division st louis but still not many big moves nick letty a 31 year old defenseman is probably the biggest addition to their team at this point in the offseason although he does bring quite a bit of veteran experience with him he is a stanley cup champion he won it back in 2013 with the chicago blackhawks and been a pretty consistent defenseman throughout his career not groundbreaking numbers but really not too many bad or down seasons. He's a guy that's going to consistently be in that 30 to 40 point range and can really kind of do a lot of things defensively that coaches really love. And he's going to be a guy that I think is just going to fit well in that locker room. But I think, you know, not a whole lot of moves from the Blues this season, but I think next offseason could be a big one for them with O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Kairou, Barbashev, all being free agents next summer. So potentially look for some bigger moves from the Blues at the at this time next year but i think that they're going to run back a very similar team that they did this past season clearly with the addition of nick letty and a few other small role players that they did pick up moving on uh skipping the dallas stars because they placed fourth in the central division we will be talking about the national predators the last team from the division to qualify for the playoffs their biggest question was of course philip forsberg and he's staying and all the other stars are kind of sticking around for a while this is a team similar to st louis they're going to seemingly be running back a similar squad Duchesne, Johansson, Yossi, Saros, all locked up for the next 
several seasons, although they do still have around $9.2 million left in cap room. So maybe they could do something with that. Forsberg was the biggest question. It seemed like he might not go, but he is staying. They do resign him. That's going far and away their biggest move that they will make this offseason. And, and I do think that all these teams could reali realistically still be competing for playoff spots against the Stars. I don't know if you can say all of them necessarily took big steps to get better. Um, I think that, I don't know, Colorado, it's hard to say that they got better. I mean, they're just staying really good. I don't think any of these teams have moved up a level necessarily, but I think they will still be competitive and certainly will be intriguing matchups whenever they play the Dallas Stars. The Winnipeg Jets, the next team. This team I could spend a lot of time on, and maybe we'll touch on them a little bit more in the next segment, but they are an absolute mess. Their, their biggest addition so far this offseason might be David Riddick in goal, a one-year deal, but they don't really need a new goalie because they still have Connor Hellebuck. $14.4 million in cap space. Don't really think anyone wants to play for the Jets. We'll dive into this a little bit more into the next segment because I have a lot that I want to say, but... We got to talk about some of these other teams and then move on with the show. But thankfully, the next two teams, there's not a lot to talk about because these teams did not really add much of note. The Chicago Blackhawks, they got Max Domi, and that might be the biggest name that they've gotten this offseason. A guy who played for Columbus and Carolina last season was a, is a fine player, a fine forward, only a one-year deal. And he might be you know, the premier guy that's not named Kane, uh, Jones, or Taves. So really nothing big. The Blackhawks are just going to be known by this offseason by the people that they let go rather than the people that they added in Arizona. They had three first-round picks in this year's draft, so they certainly did not sign anyone worth noting. So don't expect Chicago or Arizona to come out of the woodworks and surprise anyone this season by making a playoff run, and I think you could say the same for Winnipeg as well. And we'll, of course, talk about why after we take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Moving on on this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day we talked about the players who have come to the central division to join the dallas stars seven rivals if you will the teams they will be seeing the most of this coming season as they do every season now i want to take a minute and address the players that have left the central division and again we will go in the same order starting at the top of the 21 22 standings going all the way to the bottom let's not waste any more time the colorado avalanche they did sign re-sign a few players add a few minor role players, but they did lose a somewhat hefty hull of players. Some of them really talented players, some of them pretty key contributors to their Stanley Cup run this summer. Nicholas Obey-Kubel goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nico Sturm goes to the San Jose Sharks. He was picked up, I believe, from the Minnesota Wild at the trade deadline. Those are two a little bit smaller names, but still guys that were valuable to that team. Darcy Kemper 
uh, played himself really well in this postseason and playoffs. Not perfect, but did well enough to, one, win a Stanley Cup. And now he has a new deal in the Eastern Conference with the Washington Capitals and Andre Burakovsky to the Seattle Kraken. A really interesting move. Those are the four big names that have departed from the Avalanche so far this offseason. Again, they're still going to be a good team. This doesn't mean that the Stars are going to leapfrog them by any means. We're here to talk about you know how all of this affects the Dallas Stars and what these teams could potentially look like. What could what you know who have they lost and does it matter in the grand scheme of next season? The Avalanche lost some good players. I do think that you know they're lacking a really solid goalie as of right now. Um, I know they still have Francois on the team, and I think they signed another guy. I'm slipping his name now, and I don't have it written down to like a one-year deal. But as a guy I'm not super familiar with, so I don't imagine that they're going to try to trot those guys out there on night one. We'll see what happens with the Colorado Avalanche with goalies, with the goalie situation. With Kemper leaving, they have a really solid team, but goaltending was kind of their big question mark and outlier last season. Things still worked out for them, so maybe they don't need you know a stud guy, um, even though Kemper has been one of the better goalies of the past few seasons. Going to be really interesting to see how they go about the rest of this summer before training camp gets going. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild, similar to the additions to the team, not a whole lot to report outside of leaving besides maybe Jordy Ben. And that's really only interesting because now there are two brothers of Dallas Stars players on the Maple Leafs. Uh, of course, Jordy Ben, the brother of Stars captain Jamie Ben. Um, and he will be playing alongside Jason Robertson's brother, Nick. So I, I guess that's a fun storyline. Jordy Ben probably not going to impact that team too much, but it's at least kind of an interesting fact that you can pull out at your next party that you go to. So there's that. Minnesota is an interesting team this offseason. I think they're going to run back a similar squad as well with only $4.3 million left in cap space, according to capfriendly.com. They seem to have a lot of guys that they want to keep. Makes a ton of sense. I think St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, all kind of in that same boat where they're not going to you know, sign too many big names, not really going to lose too many guys uh, that are detrimental to the success of their team and St. Louis in that same vein, really the, the biggest departure for them is David Perron, a really solid forward, a veteran forward who uh, has now gone on to the Eastern conference to play for the Detroit Red Wings, 27 goals, 30 assists, 57 points in total this past season. I still think the blues will be a solid team next season. Doesn't affect the stars too much. Uh, they only have $625,000 left in cap space. So Definitely don't expect them to go out and get some really big-name guy either through trade or free agency. Again, their big offseason will be next summer where they're either going to have to re-sign some guys that are free agents or maybe let some guys go that have been key members to their franchise for the past several seasons. So still expect them to be good. Still expect the Wild to be good. I think Marc-Andre Fleury in net for them is certainly interesting, especially as he continues to age. The Nashville Predators, and the, that, the third team kind of in the middle of this division that aren't changing a whole lot because you know there was really only one or two big questions for them going into this offseason. They didn't lose too much big value, but they did, of course, keep Forsberg, which is a big story for them on both sides of this spectrum. He is going to stay with this team. David Riddick, he he, he left. Not too big a deal because they still have UC Saros. Uh, so Riddick has gone from backing up one, one of the best goalies in the league to another one of the best goalies in the league, from Saros to Hellebuck. Not too many losses there. Again, they have a lot of their big guys wrapped up uh, in Duchesne, Johansson, Yossi, Saros. So not, I'm sure the Predators, you know, not expect Forsberg was the big deal all in all. And that's all I have to say about that, because now I do want to talk about the Winnipeg Jets, because they 
haven't done a whole lot in terms of losing players yet, or at least officially they've lost some smaller name role players, guys that you know we as Stars fans probably aren't too familiar with. Paul Stastny will be signing somewhere else. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Pierre-Luc Dubois will likely be going somewhere else in his situation. Just, just an absolute mess, just like the rest of the organization. I, I do feel bad for Rick Bonus because I do like him as a person. Really classy guy, one of the most respected men in the National Hockey League. But he has just gone to a team that seems to be in shambles, which is weird because it seems like he would really only come back into coaching after leaving the Stars to go coach a contender. And the more you look at the Winnipeg Jets, the more you see they are not that. Not even remotely close to being a contender. $14.4 million in cap space, but it doesn't really seem like anyone wants to go play in Winnipeg. So many reports about such a toxic locker room culture last season. I think Bonus can maybe come in and help with some of that. But one, yeah, you have the the tox the toxicity of the locker room, but also just a team that's not really in a position to go out and make a playoff run with personnel that they have. I mean, they have some talented players, but a lot of them are a lot older on the team outside of Kyle Connor. He's a really talented young player. But outside of him, I don't really know if there's a whole lot of upside with this organization. I mean, Luke Pierre-Luc Dubois, one of the better players in the organization who was disgruntled in Columbus, got traded to the Winnipeg Jets, and now he's disgruntled here and he wants out. He wants to go play for the Habs, but the Habs absolutely do not want him because it would mean they'd probably have to give up a guy like Caulfield or Suzuki, and they don't want to do that. Uh, and I'm sure Suzuki and Caulfield wouldn't want to go play for the Winnipeg Jets. So it, it's just a really sad situation, if you will. I mean, it's hard to feel too bad being a division opponent of the Winnipeg Jets, but it's just a messy situation. They haven't really added anyone important this offseason that's going to boost their team. And it really seems like, if anything, they're going to get worse with the departure of an older veteran like Statsny uh, and, of course, Pierre-Luc Dubois, one of the more underrated, young, talented players in this league. And I only say underrated because I feel like people forget about him because he was disgruntled in Columbus. Uh, and now, of course, he's disgruntled on a very mediocre, at best, Winnipeg Jets team. Chicago and Arizona, again, not a whole lot to talk about with them in the last segment. A little bit more here, but that's because we're talking about departures, especially with the Chicago Blackhawks. Who did the Chicago Blackhawks not give up this offseason? Dylan Strome to the Washington Capitals. Dominic Kubelik to the Detroit Red Wings. Alex Dabrinkit traded to the Ottawa Senators. Kirby Dock to the Montreal Canadiens. They still have Patrick Kane. They still have Jonathan Taves. They still have Seth Jones. But they're not going to be a good team. All of those guys kind of passed their prime, except I think Seth Jones is still in his late 20s, so still kind of relatively young. Not a great situation for him. But yeah, the, the Chicago Blackhawks, you could tell even at draft time, even before, uh, and even as last season, I mean, we knew they weren't a contender going into this offseason. And next season, we knew they weren't going to be a playoff contender. And they're really just letting all the pieces go. I imagine they will be going all out for that number one pick in the 2023 NHL draft, and this offseason is certainly uh, a confirmation of that guess. And the Arizona Coyotes, similarly, will be gunning for that top spot. Lawson Krause, Louis Erickson, Antoine, Anton Roselle, Phil Kessel, all of those guys seemingly not coming back. We'll talk about Kessel a little bit in the next segment. Lots of other names I saw that are leaving this team. Guys, I've never even heard of. Guys, I'm not familiar with in the slightest, and then looked at them. And they're guys that will not affect how bad this team will be next season. This is still a team very much in the middle of a deep tank. So don't expect Arizona, Chicago, Winnipeg to really change a whole lot from this last season. If anything, I imagine that they could be worse than they were last season. While teams like Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, very much competitive. And I do think the Stars will find a way to be competitive as well with the roster that they currently have, as well as the moves that they've made so far this offseason. Well, coming up next, we will talk about some of the big-name players still on the board. 
whether by trade or by free agency, that could be playing for new teams this next season coming out of the Central Division. All right, we are closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, continuing to talk about the Central Division. And we've talked about all the teams and the players they've added, the players that they've given up. How does it affect the Stars? How will it affect this season as a whole? I still think this will be a competitive Central Division near the top, but I think those two, both Eastern Conference divisions, I think those are going to be the most competitive and interesting divisions in the NHL this season, but still as a Stars fan, someone who watches the Dallas Stars, still plenty of intrigue, especially the rest of this offseason to see where some of these big market, big name players end up playing because it likely won't be for other Central Division teams, but you never know. Uh, you know, the NHL put out an article, I guess, if you will, a few days ago, listing some of the best remaining free agents across the National Hockey League. And five out of the eight players listed are teams that played in the Central Division this past season. Of course, the Dallas Stars elephant in the room is John Klingberg. At the time of recording this Sunday evening, still has not signed with another NHL organization. Not quite sure how he's lasted this long. My only guess is teams are kind of hesitant to pay him that really, really big paycheck that he seems to be wanting. You know, but he can still play at a pretty high level. He's, you know, not going to be the fastest player. He's not going to be probably, you know, he probably won't be better than his peak with the stars, if that makes sense. But he can still, you know, be point guard on the power play, still play defense relatively well. He's a guy that can add veteran experience and leadership both in the regular season and playoffs. I, I think really the hesitancy with him is likely how much money he's likely wanting. Uh, and it would be a pretty big risk for a guy who's about to be in his 30s and a guy who's seemingly regressed the past few seasons. But if he's put in the right coaching system, I think that he could be an excellent addition to any team aspiring to make the playoffs this next season. Nazem Kadri is another guy. All of these guys at the time of recording have not signed with new teams. He was clearly a key piece to the Avalanche this past season, had his best season by far in his long career. He's due for seemingly a ton of money. And I think the question with him is similar to Klingberg is, you know, paying him all the money worth the risk. Was this season kind of a, a flash in the pan? Was it the, you know, he was benefiting from playing alongside one of the most talented NHL rosters we've seen in the past season, or is this something that he can continue moving forward? I personally would love to see him go play for somewhere else and see if he can be successful because then mainly he won't be with the Avalanche and they'll be slightly less good. They're still going to be great, but they'll be slightly less good without Kadri on their team. Paul Stastny, a guy that we talked about earlier, departing from the Winnipeg Jets, probably for the better guy who's getting near the back end of his career in his mid-30s, but still put up really solid numbers this past season for the Jets. 21 goals, 24 assists, 45 points in total. Won't be a very big contract. But a guy that can play physical, a guy that can, you know, kind of just be a, a mini eating player on a team and can add a plethora of veteran leadership. Not sure who all was contributing to the quote unquote toxic nature of that Jets locker room last season. I wouldn't imagine that Statsny is one of those guys, but I still think that he could go to a locker room in an organization that's in a little bit of a better place than Winnipeg uh, and be a really quality addition to a roster. Phil Kessel, another guy on a bad team in Arizona, but a guy that I think still has a lot of value, and it's kind of interesting to me that he has not been picked up yet. 34 years old, getting a little bit older, but played all 82 games for the Coyotes in 2021-2022. Eight goals, 44 assists, 52 points total. Clearly still has some nice playmaking ability. He can play on the man advantage. He's not going to score a ton of goals, but those 44 assists, I think, speak for themselves, that he can still be a nice piece 
of the offense for any NHL team. And he put up, you know, that's not bad number. 52 points in total is pretty good for the Arizona Coyotes. Imagine what he could do with an NHL roster that has more high quality players throughout their lineup. I think it could be really interesting to see where Kessel lands. 956 career points in just over 1,200 career games. This is a storied NHL veteran that could add tons of expertise and mentorship to any NHL roster. Uh, and I hopefully he can get out of Arizona and wind down his career in a place that's not as sad or depressing for an NHL player. And the last guy they had listed, which I thought was interesting, was Braden Holtby. Not a ton to talk about there. We've talked about Holtby a little bit on the show this offseason. I don't know if he's ever going to play again just with the amount of injuries that he's had and his age. He's clearly a very storied NHL veteran who's won a Vesna. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's had a fantastic career, but it's one of those kind of risk-reward things. Would it be worth trying to sign him if he's even able to stay healthy? Is he able to play at that high level that we've seen Holtby play at in the past, or would it just be a waste of money for a guy that could spend most of the season on the injured reserve list, or if he does play a guy that's not super productive for your organization in net? So would be surprising to me if he gets picked up, but we'll, of course, have to see. We know that he will not be coming back to the Dallas Stars with Ottinger, Wedgwood, and likely Anton Hudobin still within the organization. We'll have to see how that storyline pans out as well. But the Central Division, the NHL has been busy as a whole, but the Central Division certainly no you know, exception to the craziness and the chaos with plenty of players being added to the division, uh, but also some pretty solid moves made within each respective organization, whether it's Forsberg staying, uh, whether it's, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury being re-signed in Minnesota, still a ton of intrigue. And I think this will be a similar division as we saw last season, but I expect really those top five teams in Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, and Nashville to be the ones competing for playoff spots. And kind of with how the Pacific division seems to be shaping out, I wouldn't surprise me if that, if the central division has five playoff teams yet again, uh, outnumbering the amount of playoff teams that the Pacific division is able to send in. It's really, you know, a very interesting situation to be following, especially with the Calgary Flames losing to Gaudreau and maybe some other big name players on the way out of there. I think that, you know, teams like Anaheim, San Jose are going to be middle of the pack teams yet again. Seattle, I think, might take some steps forward, but still probably won't be a playoff contender. Vegas, big shrug there. I think the LA Kings have an excellent opportunity to come in and be competitive against the Edmonton Oilers and potentially, you know, maybe win that division or maybe the Oilers win the division. All in all, very, very interesting offseason up to this point for the Central Division, and we'll have to continue to follow these storylines and see how each team is affected. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in today and making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, be sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast. If you want more insight on the trades and free agency moves that are made this offseason for not just the Dallas Stars, but the rest of the NHL, that is the show to check out. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube. You can just do that down below for free. If you're watching on YouTube, help us get to 600 subscribers. You can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that be Spotify or Apple. You can also leave us a five-star rating or review. If you like what you hear, you can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. But thank you guys again for tuning in. Hope you have a great Monday and we will see you back here tomorrow.